0: Brantley the four day old 51 year old (laughs) my birthday was four days ago man listen so I'm gonna get right into it so I'm in the midst of this this um, 30 days of 30 things that I would tell A couple, if it was my last time speaking to them, like if if I was going to, if I was about to leave, if I was about to die on my deathbed or whatever, I was thinking, man, what would I tell couples in order to set them up to have a successful marriage? And I did this for the masterclass and um, I, I had, well, I gave them 20 things But I told them I had to stop it because I had more. And then when I shared it, they was like, man, this was really great. But it was a lot, you know, to digest at one time. And so they suggested, you know, you should break them up, do them one at a time. And, you know, you said you stopped at 20, so go ahead and add some more. Maybe do 30 in 30 days. And I said, you know what? That's a good idea. And so that's what I'm doing. Today is day 18 um, yesterday was Father's Day. Yesterday was day uh, 17. And I talked about, what was yesterday? Uh, protect your connection at all costs. I believe it was protect your connection. Today, today I decided to do, uh, day 18 on the podcast. I'm gonna send out an email also, right? I'll send the email a little later, but for the podcast, I'm just going to do the same topic because I think it's something, good to talk about. I think it's something to um to to dive deeper into other than what I'm going to say in the email. So, here's 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 the tip or advice or concept or whatever you want to call it for day 18. If you're going to have a successful marriage, I believe on your list of things that you must do is have as much sex as possible. I right? I think you need to have as much sex as possible. Where's my man corner? Yeah. There, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> as much sex as possible. Why is that? Because sex is God's idea. And uh, marriage is God's idea. As a matter of fact, marriage is the only place that God has ordained sex to happen. Right now, I know the culture we live in, especially, uh, but it's been happening before now, but, you know, we we have sex outside of marriage all the time. Sex today has become so devalued that it, most people do not reverence I don't even know if that's the right word. Respect. Let's go with that. Most people don't respect sex the way that it should be. Most people don't respect their bodies, which means they won't respect sex. But most people don't respect or even understand God's original plan for sex. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about that. But but if you're going to be married and be successful at it, While you can, because there's going to come a time in your marriage where you can't really have sex. Now, you may can, as you get older and your body doesn't work right, you can still do sexual things, right? Uh, But while you are young enough and able, have as as, as much sex as possible with your spouse. Make sure I'm very clear, right? Your spouse of the opposite sex, cause I'm talking about marriage and I'm talking about God's idea. Okay. So, uh, again, so marriage is for sex, sex, I mean, sex is for marriage and, uh, sex is for the husband and the wife. So let me share a few things with you about sex and why you wanted. uh, well, not just why, but, but my thoughts around having as much sex as possible. See, Although sex is very pleasurable, I don't know if I could get anyone to disagree, or I don't, know, I don't know if I know anyone who would disagree. I don't know if anyone would disagree, but I believe that sex is the most pleasurable physical feeling we humans can experience. That's what I believe. Now, it's, I don't think it's the best feeling that we can feel in life, but i believe it is the best physical feeling i can't think of anything physically that feels better than sex sex is so good you can't even describe it like have you ever tried have you ever tried to describe an orgasm like what words do you use because the only words you can use are the words that we have available but it it it's so good it's it's like you need some other words because there's nothing else like it, it's a weird kind of feel good like you're not laughing like laughing is laughing feels good when you hear a good joke or whatever, whatever makes you laugh and you just can't stop laughing, man, that feels amazing, but when you when you have sex, you're not la- like as a matter of fact, your face kind of look like you're mad, maybe, but it's absolutely amazing anyway so. Uh, My point is I I, I didn't got off point. I I didn't got sex is pleasurable is not my point. That's just the first half of my point. I got stuck on the pleasure. So sex is very pleasurable, but this is the point, but the purpose of sex, meaning what it was created for, I don't believe it was created for the pleasure I believe the pleasure is a byproduct of sex because God wants us to do it as much as possible and enjoy it. But the purpose of sex is bonding. Uh, A purpose of sex is having children. Yes, that's one of the purposes. But I believe the main purpose of sex is bonding because I don't I don't. Now, this is just my belief. I don't the Bible doesn't say either way. I don't believe that every time you have sex you're supposed to have a baby. Or let me say, I don't believe that every time a married couple has sex, they have to have a baby. Right? I don't think that's God's mandate. But the purpose of sex is bonding. So when we have sex, we are strengthening our bond. And that's how I want you to look at sex from now on, seriously, in your marriage. Look at it as strengthening our bond because when you look at sex any other kind of way, when you look at it as a pleasure and when you look at it as just for my enjoyment, just for fun, you are going to naturally operate in the sex realm pridefully. What do I mean by that? Well, pride is about you. Pride is all about my needs, my wants, my hurts, my desires, right? And so when you're walking in pride, you can't walk in love and if you if 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 you're operating sexually, pridefully, that means if I don't get it from my wife, then I gotta get it somewhere. If I don't get it from my wife, then it's okay if I masturbate. It's okay if I look at porn. Why? Because it's about my pleasure. It's not about us bonding, it's about my pleasure. That is demonic. All right? That's that's That is ungodly, that's demonic, and that's not how God designed it. And that is why there is so much wickedness surrounding sex on this planet, like the whole porn and sex industry, billion-dollar industry, because the enemy has perverted something that God created to be beautiful. And so what I am encouraging married folk to do is to put sex in its place, have as much of it as possible, but understand the purpose of sex is strengthening our bond, not just getting my rocks off, not just helping me relax, not just soothing a pain. When you use sex as medicine, you're going to injure yourself. Yeah. When you use sex as medicine, you're going to injure yourself because uh, anytime we hurt The medicine, the natural medicine that God has provided is another human being. In other words, connection. That is God's answer to human pain. Connection. Every addiction, whether it be sex, drugs, food, work, all of those are an attempt to substitute human connection with a substance and it never works ever because God didn't design it that way. I want you guys to get an understanding that just because we can do things different and opposite of how God designed it does not mean that it is healthy and are okay. Just because destruction doesn't show up immediately when we walk outside of God's will does not mean that God's will now is null and void and we can keep doing what we want to do. It doesn't mean that I heard I heard Darius Daniel say it this way. grace is not just do what you want to do, right Grace is not permission to keep on sinning. Grace is an opportunity for you to get right without consequences. That's what grace is. So, so, so when the consequences of sin don't happen to you immediately, that's not God being weak. That's not God not keeping his word. That's grace giving you the opportunity to get it right. Now, why am I on that? Because if you are married and you don't see sex correctly, you will operate in the realm of sex the same way the world does. And it will not benefit your marriage. As a matter of fact, it can actually hurt your marriage when you approach sex from a selfish point of view. You are going to injure yourself and your partner, which then obviously injures your marriage. Have as much sex as, as much sex as possible, but understand that it's for the purpose of of bonding. Now. Because it's for bonding, because it's for us. when you have sex, be present. right? I'm, t- I'm trying to tell you how to have uh, enjoyable sex to strengthen your bond, to, have a successful, to to contribute to having a successful marriage. When you have sex, be present. Don't be absent. You know, your body is here with me. But your mind is on the other side of town. I wish I could sing. You're messing me around. I can't, I can't. My mama said I can't carry a tune in a bucket. She probably is right. But you get my point. Be present when you're having sex and enjoy it. Too many married folk have sex and don't enjoy it. But hopefully I can help you with that today, right? Uh, as we talk about it. so uh be present, enjoy it. and here this now this part this is this is really important. I believe this is really important and I had to check myself on this, okay um, when it comes to sex, I want to encourage you like this is not in scripture. this is coming from wisdom. This is coming from um, protecting the gift of sex that God has given you. Okay. That's, that's what I'm about to say is, is protecting the gift of sex that God has given you. Um, Minimize the amount of quickies you have. Okay. Yeah. Minimize the amount of quickies you have. When I say minimize the amount of quickies, like I know, I believe pretty much everyone knows what a quickie is, but let me just describe it anyway. A quickie is when, um, you guys may not have time for quote unquote lovemaking. And or let's say maybe one of you is, you know, is in the mood and the other one is not. And so let's say the husband is in the mood, the wife is not in the mood, or, you know, the kids are about to wake up or the kids about to come home from school and we both need need to have a quick orgasm and want to do it with each other. Hey, life happens. I, I can understand that. But I want you to minimize those minimize the times where you and your partner, you and your spouse are rushing through the sexual experience because remember the purpose of it is bonding. The purpose is not your pleasure. Pleasure comes because it is what it is, but that ain't the purpose of it. And when you misuse sex strictly for, for pleasure, I'm telling you, you are going to be in danger of injuring your marriage minimize the amount of quickies you have um some marriages I understand you're at a place where that's all we do because I mean we only have sex every now and then when we both or, or you know when we when we at certain times I, I don't know when folk do it but you know at certain times we only we don't do it often and we don't really like each other so we do it kind of like just when it happens but it ain't because we are really, really into each other. Uh, hopefully, uh, if, if you are listening and that's your reality, my hope and prayer is that you've been uh, getting all of my emails so that you don't just get this one, you know, and just try to do this. Because when you put all of them together, maybe then you won't have that kind of marriage where it has to be, um, you know, we just have sex every now and then. And when we do, it's a quickie. You want to enjoy each other. Sex represents, sex represents the, 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 so it's the physical closeness that represents the emotional and spiritual closeness, right? It's, it's, it's the physical closeness, closeness that represents how close it represents, how deep our intimacy is supposed to, intimacy is supposed to be between us emotionally, Marriage, the reason that, one of the reasons, because there's many, but one of the reasons that marriage is so different and special, but so different from every other relationship is because marriage is unlike any other relationship in the fact that, number one, it was the first institution God created. It's the first relationship he created, like he could have created aunts and uncles and cousins he could have created that first he could he could have created another he created Adam he could have created some more men so he can have some homeboys and then some women so they like he did he created a man and a woman called it marriage first on top of that sex is the only I mean marriage is the only place that sex is ordained also because I said that already watch this marriage is the only place that God has ordained life to be created. That's significant, at least to me. Like when I, marriage is the only place that God has ordained. Now we have children all, you know, out of wedlock and all that. I did. So I'm not judging anyone. But what I'm saying is, as far as what God has ordained and approved, it's marriage. It's the only place. But the main point I want to make is this, the reason that marriage is the most important relationship, the reason that a man should leave his father and mother and cling to his wife is because of this, marriage is supposed to be, and I got to say that in this day and age, uh, the way God designed it, it's supposed to be the deepest, most intimate relationship we have on the planet. Why? Because marriage is the only place where all three areas of intimacy combine. Here's what I mean. I sound like I'm preaching, don't it? Let me talk differently (laughs) because I'm not preaching. Okay. Maybe I am. I don't know. Um, So you have the, you have the emotional intimacy, right? That's the intimacy between us emotionally. We've bonded. Uh, You can have that, Parent-child has emotional intimacy. Friends have emotional intimacy. Husband and wife have emotional intimacy. Okay? All on the same level. Then you have spiritual intimacy. All right? You can have spiritual intimacy with your best friend, with, with, with your cousin. You can have spiritual intimacy with your parents also and your siblings. But in marriage, there's this third one which is the physical intimacy. The level because watch this, you can have physical intimacy with your mom. When you come out of the womb, your mom is physically intimate with you when she's holding you and she's caressing you when she picks you up and you cry. That's building physical that's physical intimacy that's building emotional intimacy, right? Um with with, with when you're dating and you're not married, Physical intimacy, y'all can hold each other, y'all can cuddle, you can kiss, you will be playing with fire, but I mean, you can do that, right? But in marriage, the depth of the physical intimacy, that level of intimacy can only happen in marriage, which is sex. Sex is, I know we've devalued it in, in 2023, but sex is the deepest physical intimacy you can experience like like imagine imagine if I if I I told my wife baby come close to me come come close to me so that we are connected like we are we're we're close like you're supposed to be closer to your spouse than anybody else right so if we're talking physically she can't get any closer to me than sitting next to me I can pull her close to me and squeeze her about as close as we can get Unless we have sex, because when we have sex, now my body enters her body. That's a whole different level, right? And so marriage is special, and marriage has a level of intimacy that no other relationship can have. Well, not supposed to have. And again, I'm back on this. Maybe it's the spirit. When you do things different than how God designed, don't think that because destruction doesn't show up, immediately that is not coming if you keep going that way. I'm telling you, I've lived long enough. I know I'm not that old, but I've lived long enough to not to experience what I'm telling you, because, I mean, I could have experienced this by, you know, 30. But I've lived long enough to know that what I'm saying is true. Because it's in God's word and I've experienced it. And so now I'm trying to share it with you so that you can avoid some of these life pitfalls. So have as much sex as possible. Sex is pleasurable, but it's, it's for the purpose of bonding, right? We And so the reason I want you to have as much as possible because life happens. And I want you to continue to strengthen your bond. When you're having frequent sex, along with all the other things that I'm sharing, right? Because So I previously shared... Uh, Protect your your trust at all costs. Protect your connection at all costs. Marriage is God's idea. Marriage is not for the weak. Um, Serve your partner for God's glory more than their glory. So I've shared a lot of things because today is, you know, 18. But when it comes to sex, if you put this with all those, like, it's going to strengthen your marriage. How, how do you not strengthen your marriage when you're having sex all the time? It helps your fights not last as long. It helps you not be as angry with each other when you are angry with each other. It gives you a little, it helps you have a little bit more grace for your partner. It helps you to um, overlook. So the Bible says that uh, uh, love covers a multitude of sin, right? When we are engaged physically like that, It strengthens our bond and it helps me to overlook your sin. And when I, when the Bible says overlook, it doesn't mean, you know, ignore it. It means it's talking about grace, right? Uh, it's, It's talking about grace. So when we have a healthy sex life, it's typically an indication that we have a good emotional life. See, sex helps us bond closer emotionally but but when when the emotional bond when we're not connected sex usually suffers so when people come see me and they're having sex issues i usually nine times out of ten the reason i say nine times out of ten because sometimes there are physical ailments right but nine times out of ten the issue is not sex the issue is not desire the issue is our connection? Because when you are disconnected, no sex is a symptom of the disconnection. But when you are connected, then you can have more sex. Well, typically you do. You have more sex. And so, what I want you guys to do is have as much. I may, I may have. Should, I may have said. I may have should have said. How you say that? I may have should have said. Hold on. Give me a second. Let me work this one. Let me work this thought out. I probably should have said, <laughs> I couldn't get the may have should have said. That don't even sound right. Maybe I should have said, there we go. Maybe I should have said, have as much healthy sex as possible. I like that better. That's what it, so when I send the email out, that's what it's going to be. Have as much healthy sex. That's good. When I say it that way, I actually cut out a whole lot of stuff that I need to say. Like, I don't have to talk about swingers. I wasn't planning to, but I don't have to talk about, you know, having people in your bed, like, you know, uh, uh, what they call them threesomes and all those kind of things. Uh, I don't. So healthy sex. That's good. Okay. Yeah. So have as much healthy sex as possible. And for it to be healthy, you need to minimize the quickies. You need to not do it just for the pleasure. Do it because you're your bonding, right? Now, I want to read something for you about, about, uh, about sex to, to show you why. So, so, okay, so remember this. Love is not about you. Love is about the person that you are loving. Okay? Love is not about you. It is about the person that you are loving. So then, when you are married in a love relationship, by the way, let me say what marriage is. Let, let me let me let me clear that up. Okay. This is gonna rub some feathers, but it's fine. I didn't write it, I didn't create it. Marriage is, because it's God's idea, marriage is the holy matrimony, the holy matrimony bonding, covenant relationship. Between a man and woman. Not two men, not two women, not two children. A man and a woman. Who get married because they want to spend their lives together. Watch this. Serving each other. I know I I just threw a lot of folk off. Y'all don't like that part. I understand. But that's because you don't understand what love is. Love is service. When you have children... You're serving them little jokers like you're their servant. Now, we don't treat them. We treat them like they're our servant, right? But love, love is service. So so marriage is not we had sex and so we live together and we live together. That, that's not marriage. Marriage is not us just having the same address. Marriage is not, you know, because we have a child. No, marriage is a covenant relationship between a man and a woman who, are, who have made vows to keep for the rest of their lives. And for those of you who are acting married or calling each other, hey, we're married because you've been together 10 years, living together 10 years, but you're not actually married. My question is, what are y'all doing? Why are y'all doing that? Who's afraid of what? Right? Just get married so that you can get the blessings that come with marriage. That's not something I'm talking about in this series necessarily, but trust me, there are certain blessings that come with being married that you don't get when you're single. And I'm not talking about sex. I'm talking about just a certain kind of favor that God gives when you're married. But anyway, that's that will take me somewhere completely different. But I just wanted to say what marriage is, okay? Now, I want to read this to you about um Marriage, so love is not about you, it's about the person you're loving. And so with that in mind, when you have sex with your husband or your wife, you want to keep love at the forefront of your mind, meaning it's not for you. It's for them. And see, this is how the enemy has tricked us into believing that sex is for me. It's for my pleasure. You're not doing me right. You're not, you're not doing what I need you. You know, like it, we, we've become, well, I shouldn't say we've become, we've made sex so much about me. And, and because we don't honor what God says, again, I'm not judging. I did the same thing. I'm not proud of it. But because we don't honor what God says, and wait till marriage, we've had all of these sexual partners before we get married. And now we got all kind of experiences and thoughts and ideas that we should not have. And when we get married, we put that on our partner. And now they can't live up to the standard in our head. We got sex problems. You can't satisfy me. You can't. Whatever. But sex, your sex is for your partner. Their sex is for you. Now, I didn't just make that up. I'm going to read it to you. And I didn't write what I'm reading. Paul did. So, this is 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 7. Here's what it says in verse 3 The husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs, and the wife should fulfill her husband's needs. The wife gives, gives authority over her body to her husband and the husband gives authority over his body to his wife. Now he, he goes on, he talks more about, you know, sex and, uh, depriving each other and when, to, when they not do it, when to do it, whatever. you can go and read that. Uh, that's outside of what I want to talk about, but I want to, I'm gonna read it again. The husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the wife should, should fulfill her husband's needs. The wife gives authority over her body to her husband, and the husband gives authority over his body to his wife. Now, before I make the point that I'm going to make on this whole text when I'm reading it, let me address this last part. This does not mean, because I've heard this taught, it's a lie, it's a mistake, it's a misinterpretation. This, uh, You know, the wife gives authority over her body to the husband and the husband to the wife. That does not mean I can do with your body whatever I want to do. That's foolish. How do I know that? Because the rest of Scripture don't support that. And so when you read something in Scripture that you think contradicts something else, either you're not reading it right or you're not reading it right. Like, you have a misinterpretation, like you're, you're misunderstanding. The Bible does not contradict itself, okay? So uh, God is clear throughout Scripture. He never intended humans to rule over each other. That was not his—so in the Bible, when the Bible talks about slaves, these are paid indentured servants. Like, they're paid. It's not like chattel slavery like we had in America. It's not the same thing. Even though they use the Bible to to support slavery and promote slavery— It ain't the same thing. It's not what it's talking about, right? So uh, giving authority over to your husband, over your body, does not mean he get to have sex whenever he wants. It doesn't mean that he gets to, hey, you know, it's my body. uh, I'm going to use these bananas. Or, you know, I'm going to invite my homeboy in. Or we're going to go get a girl off the street. We're going to have a threesome. It does not mean that. And I say that because people have come into my office and have um, they, they haven't had those kind of issues. Like, you know, she won't have a threesome. But, you know, I have had husbands, you know, her body is not her own. She won't give me enough sex. Well, you probably have an unhealthy sexual appetite because you were exposed to pornography at an age where you should have known nothing about sex. And so now you have this overactive appetite and you want your wife to satisfy something that you developed sinfully, she can't do that. And you need to get healed and deliverance or whatever you want to call it, pick one church or the clinic, but you need to fix that. So you don't put that unnecessary weight on your wife. And then everything I just said, just say it in reverse. If it's the wife who has the issue, you can't put that on your husband. Okay. So, uh, that scripture the wife gives authority over to her husband over her body and the husband to the wife. It does not mean that. Okay. All right. Now the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs. It does not say the husband should fulfill his own sexual needs, nor the wife hers. So when I say your sex is for your partner, this is where I get that from. Just like love is not about you. Your sex is not about you. So when you come to the sex bed and you, uh, are thinking about yourself, how good it's going to feel to you, what you're going to get absent of what you're going to give. Let me add that because I'm not saying that you like, I don't know if it's even possible to not be thinking about how good it's going to feel to you. Like it's sex, right? We getting ready to have sex. I'm, I'm anticipating it feeling good to me. Right. But if my, if, if my pleasure is my sole focus or, watch this, primary focus, I am in error. You, you are about to do some bad things in the spirit realm. I'm not going deep into that. Maybe I shouldn't have said it because I know that's probably going to open up a can of worms and questions for folk. Email me. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that. But uh, you don't want to approach sex selfishly. You you don't want to do that. So uh the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs. So let's talk about masturbation for a second. For years uh like when I say years since I was a kid because I grew up in church for years I've heard, you know, the the debate or the argument or the question is masturbation a sin? As a matter of fact, I believe uh, so not long ago I was at a men's retreat and in the, at, at the retreat, one of the guys mentioned, you know, and you know, is sex is, is masturbating a bad thing. And when he asked the question, I had already at this time, cause that was this year, I had formed my conclusion about whether or not masturbating is sin. So, but for years, you know, it's, I'm gonna come back to that for years. It's been a, it's been a debate you know it's masturbating a sin like we know sex before marriage is sin but what if i'm married and my wife is 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 on her monthly thing and i'm horny is it okay to masturbate if i use if i use images and pictures of my wife I'm like i'm not watching porn which uh, you know i guess i can't say you're lying that's between you and god but i you know okay Anyway, uh, can I, can I masturbate? Is that, is that okay? Is God, does God not like that? And so the super Christians, they say, no, it's a sin, but they can never prove it. And then the super Christians who were, you know, I guess a little more crafty and wiser. Well, look in, 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 um, I think it's in Genesis. God, uh, told, not God, there was uh, these two brothers, Onan and I forgot his brother's name, but 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 uh, the brother died and the father told Onan, hey, go be with your brother's wife. Get her pregnant so that your brother's bloodline can continue, which don't make sense to me. But anyway, uh, so he went in to sleep with her. But the Bible says whenever it was time for him to ejaculate, he would pull out. His pullout game was tight, Right. And he'd spill it on the ground. And because of this, God killed him. And so from that, people conclude, see, you're spilling, you're you're wasting the seed when you masturbate. So it's just like when he pulled out and wasted the seed. And so because God killed him, it must must be a sin for you. Uh, So that's not a, a huge jump, but it is a jump. And I don't think that, I don't believe that scripture supports whether or not masturbating is okay. I, I don't I, I don't believe God killed him because he wasted his seed. He killed him because of disobedience, All right? Now, so for years, I honestly didn't know. I don't know if it is or it isn't. I've gone back and forth. But then when I was studying this um, at, the, at the beginning of the year, for my marriage class, for the, for the Creative for Connection Marriage Master Class, which uh, we have some open slots, a few slots, If you would like to join, I strongly encourage you to join as soon as possible, particularly before the summer is over. That's all I'm going to tell you on that. You want to join before the summer is over. Trust me. if, If you trust me, trust me before the summer is over. So anyway, I was studying for the master class and I read this particular scripture. From here, I concluded masturbating is sin. Because. So if if I'm in the mood, we call it horny, if I'm horny or I don't know what these young folk call it today, I apologize. And I can't get any to keep me from sinning by going outside my marriage, I'll just masturbate. When you do that, you are using sex selfishly because it's about your pleasure. But the Bible says the husband should fulfill his wife's sexual needs and the wife should fulfill the husband's sexual needs. So when the husband is in the mood and the wife is not, the husband doesn't have a free pass to masturbate. You either got to get it from your wife or you got to wait. You either got to get it from your husband or you have to wait. Wait. Now, I know folk gonna do what they're gonna do, but I'm just teaching the truth. And I'm trying to help you have a successful marriage. You're not going to have a successful marriage outside of the way God designed marriage to work. There are a lot of things that you can do how you want to do it, like your job, like your boss tells you how to how to how to fit them pipes together or you know how to do whatever you how to draw do these drawings. Um how you play outside. You know, you play basketball, right? The What does the Bible have to say about basketball? Uh, guard your heart above all else. Why? Because I'm still a human being, so while I'm playing basketball, you know, and I'm the point that I'm making is, so I don't confuse anybody, so I don't confuse anybody. Basketball and other things like that, the Bible may not specifically talk about the activity, but it talks about how you need to be as a person. You feel me? So that's why I mentioned the the heart thing, and I could have mentioned some other things, but that's the first thing that came to my mind, right? But when it comes to marriage, marriage is not one of those things that God leaves open to interpretation on how to be successful at it, what it is, how to do it, and how to be successful at it. God's God's not silent on that, and he doesn't leave it to you to figure out. Marriage is God's idea. Marriage is a natural relationship. With supernatural implications. There's so much in marriage um, on a spiritual level. Like, your marriage is supposed to represent the image of Christ on the planet. Your marriage is supposed to represent the Trinity, the unity that you and your wife have, you and your husband have, supposed to represent the unity of the Trinity. Again, that's a whole different lesson. I'm not going, I can't obviously teach that today. But but when it comes to masturbating, don't do it. Because here's the other thing. So on a natural level, so that's what the Bible says, you know, the husband should fulfill his wife, wife should fulfill his husband. But on the natural level, when you masturbate, Let's say for the men, because I, I, I've never been a woman, so I don't know how it is for women. actually. I should have asked my wife, but I didn't know I was going to talk about this before I came on. I would have. I'll ask her after this. but for for men, when we masturbate, it lowers our sexual desire, like in that moment. And so let's say let's say, you know you, you you're at home, and your wife is gone somewhere. She comes home. I mean, before she gets home, you're like, you're, you're horny. You're like, man, my body is raging, and you don't know when she's gonna come back. So you masturbate, right? Now you're relieved, but in your relief, your wife comes home, and now she's been thinking about you all the way home, and she's ready to get it in. Y- you didn't gave your sexual needs to yourself. Now you can't perform the way she needs. That's selfish. Now you say, well, I mean, that's unrealistic or that only happened a few times. (laughs) Ask yourself this. Why am I in my mind listening to this guy making excuses or trying to find a workaround to what he's saying? Why can't I just believe what he's saying? Why is that hitting my ears the wrong way? I would like to know what your answer is. I would like to know what you come up with. Because if you are hearing truth that you don't necessarily understand or like, but believe it can help you at least be like, hmm, I wonder instead of now, that ain't true. No, that's a lie. I'm just, I'm just saying. So, um, if you want to have a successful marriage, Have as much sex, I'm sorry, have as much healthy sex as possible, okay? If you want to have a healthy marriage, have as much healthy sex as possible and keep your partner at the forefront of your mind. Husbands, it is your job to fulfill your wife's sexual needs. Wives, it is your job to fulfill your husband's sexual needs. Now, here's the thing. It's not a need to have uh toys. It's not a need to have somebody watch you, it's not a need to you, it's it's not a need to be kinky, right? That's a desire. It is not your responsibility to fulfill your husband or wife's every sexual desire because. We don't know where that desire came from. It might be perverted. And if it comes from the enemy, I'm not doing that. But the sexual needs, what's the sexual need? To be intimate with my partner. For me to enter into her body. Us make love, connecting, loving each other, sharing our bodies. And feeling closer afterwards, Living in the, laying there in the afterglow. I probably need to go deeper into that. What is healthy sex and what it looks like and some safe, not safe. um, What's the word? Good health practices, health practice, good sexual practices. Get my words right. Right. Um, But listen, I hope this was helpful for you. I hope this gives you a little bit more clarity on the purpose of sex and how, you want to use that to strengthen your bond okay all right until next time until until, uh, if i can get my words right until next time i can speak sometimes (laughs) until next time you guys take care